Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Friday. Are you sure? Yes, yes, I believe. The days run together. You can check your instruments, but it should be October the 28th, 2022. Yes. Which is a Friday. That is a Friday. It fell on a Friday this year. Yes, it did. And so October 31st is going to be on a Monday. That's right. So don't let any black cats cross, cross your, your path, path. on I'm Monday. Not, I don't care about I that. Guess we missed an, I guess we missed Friday the 13th this month. Ah, uh, well. Oh, well. That's good, though. Psalm 61. All right. When I'm faint, when I'm fearful, when I'm, you know, maybe even if I'm caught up in superstitions, what I need to do is go to God. Ask him to lead me to the rock that's higher than I. So on that uh, little device connected to the World Wide Web's, uh, which, which Bible are you reading from today? I'm going to read from the Lexham English Bible. You know, that is one, uh, if, if anyone from the good people at Logos are listening to this podcast, I would love to see the Lexham in print. Mm. It is not in print. Yeah. It's only I, digital. I think the problem is the good people at Logos are like trying to make things all digital. <laughs> I so, know it. Yeah. All right, Psalm 61 from the Lexham English Bible. For the music director upon stringed instruments of David. Hear, O God, my cry, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you when my heart grows faint. You will lead me to a rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower from the enemy. Let me reside in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the covering of your wings for you, O oh God, you have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will add days to the days of the king, his years like those of many generations. May he live forever in the presence of God. Appoint loyal love and faithfulness to preserve him. So I will sing the praise of your name forever that I may fulfill my vows daily. Mm-hmm. A prayer for the king right there at the end. Yeah, it sure is. Starting out by calling out to God to mm-hmm. be heard. And as we pointed out yesterday, mm-hmm. it might be just in these very verses right here at the end that we're going to find Jesus in this psalm. Yeah. After all, what is Jesus? Well, he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's God with us. Yeah. And he is, he, he's the king. Yeah, he's that too. <laughs> these, these, these verses are about the king. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's, king. He's all that. So here, David prays this prayer. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. I, I did notice, it seems here to me, that the, the Lexham English Bible actually, and, and I'm no Hebrew scholar, so I don't know what the, the right way to do this, but I feel like the way the Lexham folks have translated this kind of takes away from some of the greatness of this prayer some of the because when we read in the english standard prolong the life of the king may his years endure to all generations and here we've got you'll add days to the days of the king uh that that may be who knows that may be the literal there his years like those of many generations mm-hmm. you know th- those are kind of making it similes and well we're just talking about adding days as opposed to let him live forever mm-hmm. and let him mm-hmm. be enthroned forever yeah. so here may he well, live forever in the presence of god may he be enthroned forever before god is what we have yeah. In the ESV. The New King James is, he shall abide before God forever. Yeah. And abide. So, I don't know. Some of that seems to suggest, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. David's going to be there forever because even though he dies, he's going to live forever. Yeah. But I think that may cause us to miss a few things here because I think we really are supposed to find Jesus. What David does 
is he takes the promise had given th- that God had given to him. Remember, we said this yesterday. We go to 2 Samuel 7, we go to 1 Chronicles 17, and God gives these amazing promises to David in the covenant about his family, about the fact that he's going to have a dynasty, and this dynasty is going to be enthroned right. before God forever. What David does is he makes that prayer about a king, about mm-hmm. the one king. Yeah. He, he doesn't make it about, well, you know, do this for my offspring and his offspring and his offspring. It's about the king and do this for the king. How does David twist from that? How does he go from lineage to the king? Well, I was Second Samuel 7. I was thinking about the emphasis upon the seed. Mm. Right, that, that here's this idea again that there is a a single descendant that mm. these things pertain to, which points us to Christ. Mm. Ah, which points us to Christ. Yeah, here's the thing. So uh, initially and originally, he's talking about Solomon, and right. we know he's originally talking about Solomon there because he talks about disciplining him when he messes up, which of course right. Jesus never messes up. So well, Jesus... and, and then Solomon's going to build a house, a temple, physical mm. temple there. Yeah. So uh, he, here we have the the promise that. Again, even in the promise itself, just like all the other seed promises, while it points to a lineage, it is ultimately getting us to the fulfillment, the ultimate seed that's going to fulfill that. And here we have David in this psalm as he takes this promise that's about the dynasty and he applies it to a single person. This ought to have caused everyone who has read this psalm throughout all history, I mean from the moment it's written to say, wait a minute, is David talking about himself? Hmm. Or is David talking about another? Mm-hmm. Very similar to what Peter does in, in Acts when he takes a look at some of these psalms where right. David talks about not seeing corruption and he's going to be forever. He said, well, but I can take you to where David's grave is. Right. He said David was a prophet yeah. speaking about another. And I think we find the exact same thing here. David, sure. is, as a prophet, is ultimately speaking about Someone else. Yeah, that is a great interpretive grid for these Psalms. And one of the places where I see him talking about someone else, talking about Jesus, is uh, is certainly in verse 4, that I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I mean, that that is what the, the Hebrew writer keys on, is the idea of the true tabernacle, where Jesus, who is our high priest, has gone before us, and there he's going to be forever. We just went through Hebrews in season three. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah. I mean, it's a, definitely a tie-in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's the priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Yes. He's there in the Holy of Holies, in mm-hmm. the tabernacle of God, interceding for us forever. He is the king enthroned forever. Yes. Here's what we find. Here's what we find. And we see this again and again and again and again. And that is what applies to David and to Solomon, and to Rehoboam, to each of these earthly kings that sat on the throne in Jerusalem, what applies to them in figurative ways, Mm -hmm. we find out applies to Jesus in truly literal ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. When David is asking for this request on his behalf, he's really calling to mind the promise that God is going to give the dynasty, that David's going to have a son, and he's going to have a son, and he's going to have a son, but and that's going to last forever. But of course, then we get to the place where all of a sudden there's not a Davidic king on the throne. And then Mm -hmm. even when it's restored, okay, one of the descendants gets to be governor, but that's not the same as being king. Yeah. And so that all of that ought to be, well, wait a minute. Wait, what about this promise? Yes, we're waiting for this promise actually to be fulfilled because here's what we realize. There's actually none of these kings this promise has been fulfilled for. Right. The dynasty is extended, but we're actually looking for the ultimate in this dynasty to whom this is going to apply literally, and that's Jesus. Absolutely, it's Jesus. 
And you, you don't have a king without a kingdom, right? And he rules in the hearts of men. And mm. I find that spoken to in this psalm also when you look at verse 5. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Who are the people of this king? Well, it is the ones who fear God. Mm. It puts me in mind in Hebrews chapter 2 that part of the great work of Christ is to bring many sons to God. Uh, and, and how does he do that? It's because of his sacrifice upon the cross. Because when he goes and he dies upon the cross, and then in his resurrection, he conquers death. He conquers those who had been held in bondage by fear, by the fear of death. He conquers the devil, all right, who, who had a power with death. But he beats all of that. And so in that deliverance, he is now this king of this people who have no fear uh, except for their fear or their reverence for God. Malachi chapter 4, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Yeah. Here's the heritage of those who fear his name, the son of righteousness. Yes. Who is that king who has as his inheritance those who fear his name or the inheritance of those who fear his name? Here's that heritage, and it's a heritage of victory. Mm -hmm. It's it's a heritage mm -hmm. of, look, we've been through a lot of stuff, and sometimes the Edomites defeat us, but in the end, <laughs> again, tying back to Psalm 60, in the end, what we're going to have from God is victory because right. he is going to fulfill this promise. Right, right. I yeah. want to remember. Oh, go ahead. No, well. Go ahead. Earlier in the week, you actually made a connection to Jesus. I was leading in one direction, and you went toward Jesus, and I appreciated it, but it wasn't what we were talking about that day, because I was asking about that rock that is higher than I. And, oh. and so when I was going for Moses in the cleft of the rock, which yes. I think applied to that conversation, you actually went a different direction. What You said there, when you think about the rock that is higher than I. Yeah. Where, I'd, how'd you I'd, get there? I think, about, I think about the rock that was in the wilderness that Moses struck. And water came out and sprang forth, and we we're taught that that was a type of Christ in First Corinthians chapter ten, I believe it is. Yeah, Paul says they drank water from the rock, just like we do. Yeah, and that rock is Christ. and that rock is Christ. Mm. There he was uh, with his people even then. And so lead to the rock that is higher than I. Last week in Psalm 60, we talked about the signal banner, yeah. the banner, the place of refuge, yeah, the place where we can flee. So we can flee from the bow or flee as if shot from a bow. We can go find our refuge around that banner. Here we have him as the rock, mm -hmm. as, as the place where we can go and be hidden in the cleft of the rock, yes. as the place where we go and we can find sustenance. We can be fed from the rock, have honey from the rock. We can have water from the rock. Here And that rock is Jesus. We we gain the life, sustenance, strength, and power from Jesus, who is the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. How does, how does your verse 7 read? Uh, particularly, I mean, is truth there? Is it about mercy and truth in verse 7? May he be enthroned forever before God, appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. Okay, steadfast love and faithfulness. Yeah, those are the words that mercy we find in truth. Exodus 34, right? where it right. talks about here's who he is. And so that faithfulness or trueness or truth, different 
as, as you study that different times, it can be translated those different ways, but that's what we're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about in, in John, the con- John one, the contrast between Christ and Moses, uh, and, and, but here's Christ full of grace and truth. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a good point here. So Jesus of course is, he is exactly what God is. He is grace. He is truth. He is faithfulness. He is mercy. He is slow to anger. He is he provides the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. However, we need to understand he will by no means clear the guilty. Yeah. And I get it. We struggle with that because well, well, isn't forgiveness clearing the guilty? What he's highlighting is those who turn to him, he will forgive them. But those who hang on to their guilt, those who hang on to their sin, he's not going to clear that. It's not just, oh, yeah, just everybody gets to be a part of this. Uh, we need to understand these two. And we see that meted out throughout Scripture. We've seen that meted out throughout the Psalms again and again and again. Here's David who, yes, is guilty, but because he flees to the refuge, mm-hmm. his guilt is expunged, his guilt is atoned, his guilt is cleansed. But those who linger in their guilt, who do not allow the rock that is higher than I to wash away their sins, he will by no means clear the guilty. Yeah. He's going to bring judgment upon them. We've got Jesus in every verse here. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Jesus is right here in Psalm 61. And I'll tell you what, I believe that on Sunday, Jesus is going to be with us as we worship among the Christians that meet on Livingston Avenue. Amen. We're wanting to gather around the throne of God, and we're wanting to praise and honor Him. If you're in the Tampa area, we'd love for you to come and join us. You can find information at christiansmeethere.org. If you have any questions for us, please send those to texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And we would love to meet you and pray with you, and let's walk on this journey to the rock that is higher than I together. How about we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, brother? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us through another day, and and here it is, a Friday again, as, as this week is drawing to conclusion. We are encouraged in your word yet again. We are encouraged, Father, to find Christ on every page of the Bible and to know it is about him. Uh, Truly, Father, the king that reigns forever. Truly, Father, the rock that provides water of life. Truly, Father, the, the, the leader who brings all the people, all the heritage of those who fear the Lord to the Lord, our leader. And I pray, Father, that Christ would lead us this day in good works and light in this dark world to praise you and sing your praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.